Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome <clears throat> to this week's episode of Steelers Touch Down Under. I'm Matt Peveril and I'm back. I'm back. I'm back with my co-host, Mark Davison. He's been holding the fort without me. Marky D, how you doing? Yeah, good, Manny. Where you been, mate? What's going on? I've been mate, telling people that you've been, uh, you know, chasing kangaroos. What's, what's happening? Mate, I turned 30. I went on vacation and I come back. I missed our podcasts. We had the big draft, which you and I are keen to talk a bit about today, which is why our title is The Boys Are Back in Town. Marky D, Matty P, we're back with the BTSC family. The rookies, the Steelers rookies are in minicamp. The team's been back for a few optional workouts as well. Not the OTAs, but they, they come back a lot to do the workouts. Here we go, as Jackie Swarby says in the live chat on Facebook. <clears throat> Lumberzak says, hey, your BTC, BTSC family. But, Mark, it's been a big few weeks, big few weeks. Just getting closer and closer to the, you know, to the NFL start. Um, also, we'll talk about a little bit about the schedule today. We've got our draft is finally done. we got our uh, running back, Najee Harris, um, Fryer Muth. Uh, I actually read an article today about um, Fryer Muth doesn't want to be called Baby Gronk, and I'm very happy about that as I believe that any player should never be called Baby something and, and like, should never emulate you know, Gronk and Gronk of all people, um, it, I, I can't stand him. So I'm glad he doesn't want to be want to be talked as. But baby Gronk, you've got Green, you've got all those kind of guys. But mate, like yeah, Gronk for us is like an unco loser. So, we, like, we've been through so, this, many. It's so silly. Like we call Gronk is like an idiot, and like and they they pronounce uh, Rob Gronkowski, and it just fits it. It fits the mold really of who that well, bloke is. I tell you what, though, I don't know if you listen to my war room this week, but I was thinking, right? And I know we got slinging the slang later in the show that we love to do, but we can't call we can't call him Mean Green because we got Mean Joe Green. But I reckon Kendrick Green should be the Green Machine, like the boxer Danny Green down here. I don't know if you're a Danny Green or Anthony Mundine fan, and for all the listeners that are listening live or on the podcast, we're two Australian boxers. You know, there was Anthony Mundine or there was Danny Green, and you're pretty much in one camp or you're in the other. I was firmly in the Danny Green camp. Love the green machine. I think Mark's the same. He's giving me the thumbs up. So I reckon let's call Kendrick Green the green machine on this show. Let's call him the green machine because I reckon he's going to be a machine this year on the O-line. Mundine talked too much smack and then he got hit. That's what happened to him where Danny Green was a true Aussie guy. Just went in there and and belted him up. That's how it went. Really? The funniest was when they were back chatting one time before one of their fights, right? And this set, and for listeners too, this set like pay per view records down under. Like everyone was watching these fights, and it was one of them. And Anthony Mundine said to Danny Green, "Oh, you can't beat me. I'm the cockroach." Because he used to nickname himself the cockroach because he was like, "You couldn't be, you couldn't be defeated." And Danny Green goes, "Mate, I don't know what a cockroach is, but I know what a cockroach is, and hopefully he learned to spell." And he just like smashed him anyway. But let's get yeah, back on the Pittsburgh Steelers. And they're easy to step on too, yeah. Look, yeah. But easy. you and I actually haven't talked since the draft, Mark. No. So I wanted to get – I wanted to go <laughs> quick fire through a couple of the picks. And I know everyone's had heaps of draft talk and whatever. But, you know, how are you feeling about it? So let's just go quickly through them. So round one, they draft Najee Harris. Thoughts there a couple of weeks on? I like the guy. I'm, I'm starting to warm up to him. Like, like was running back for me or was O line. Uh, he seems like a humble, like like a like a, uh, a nice bloke to talk to. He seems like he just wants to play football and, and get it done. Um, you can tell in his media press conference, he's not really used to that kind of stuff. But whoever doesn't care, he's just being himself. And 
as long as we don't use him too much and where the tyres at, I think he'll go all right. I think he's going to be part of this offense and and really have a good go. Yeah, nice. What about Pat Freemuth? Same thing. Look, look at it. Look at his tape. Like he's a big, he's a big, big unit. Now we've got uh, Frymuth, and he he'll be the tight end. We have um, Ebron there. We have another four or five receivers that Ben can throw to. It just feels like this offense is going to be a, yet again pick your poison. I know Jeff was saying in one of his um, let's rides the, the other day, saying how come people are jumping off the bandwagon that when last year it was one and done, and we're going to win yep. Super Bowl. And now it feels like we're going to go six and whatever the rest of the schedule is, uh, eleven or whatever it is. But we won't. We won't do that. We got to twelve wins. We're going to have. We're going to have a chance. We're going to have a go. Um, Najee, Frymuth, uh, Green coming into. We'll have a chance as well. So I, I wouldn't put it past the Steelers to 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 win a few games and and really have a dig in in this twenty twenty one season because that's just the way the draft fell to us. What, what do you reckon about Muth? Um, yeah, I think that the curtain call guys a couple of days ago did really good sort of breakdown on him, and I think it's really interesting. Ah, oh, I just think he's going to be a playmaker. I think we got to be really realistic. Like, he's, you can't put a Travis Kelsey expectation on him. He's not going to do that. You look at Kyle Pitts too. Kyle Pitts is a wide receiver and a tight end body, right? So Freeman's the probably the, and I agree with where the show was sort of steering with the curtain call guys, Michael Beck and, and Jeffrey Benedict. If you haven't gone and listened to that, go back and listen. That it was a great show. Um, but they sort of talked about it being that Freemuth could be the probably the, the end up being the best actual tight end out of this class. Um, I think he does what we what we need best. We need a receiving tight end that can block. We know his blocking will get better with the Steelers. So I don't know. I, I'm really excited by it. I loved his the stats coming out of college. On I think it was 13 touchdowns, no drops in the in the red zone. I think that that's that's pretty awesome as well. Um, so yeah, I'm excited. But you got to use him. Right, like we all talk about Heath and like how the fact that Ben didn't even use him as much as he could have. Right, let's make sure we use Frymuth. But I'm really excited. And Michael Beck made a really good point when he's talking about dynasty fantasy, if and getting Frymuth this season because rookie quarterbacks like to throw to a tight end. Even if you got Mason Rudolph next year and you don't have Ben, Frymuth in 2022, but particularly I think 2023 and 2024 will absolutely come into his own. And I think that's why it's really cool that we've got Ebron where we can work Pat in in the right ways. He doesn't have to do everything day one. The thing is too, he's going to be behind a lot of guys getting the ball like Juju, Deontay, Claypool and Ebron. So he might be the fourth guy getting the ball and he looks like an outstanding receiver, tight end and and blocker. So that takes a lot of pressure off... uh, Fry, uh, free. Uh, I'm going to stuff his name up for the rest of my time. Uh, free him with as well. Uh, what's his first name? Pat. Just, I'm going to call him Pat. Takes a lot of pressure off Pat. I told you we should just call him Pat Te. It's like Patty, oh. but it's a Te. Well, <laughs> then when you say when you call him Pat, it sounds like you're mates with him. We haven't really met him yet, so um, yeah. But we're look, Aussies. Oh, we know. just give everyone a nickname. Yeah, that is true. We'll, we'll, we'll find something. But yeah, look, he's going to he's going to do well. He's behind he's second tight end. He should be there. Um, if he goes into the blocking game, sure. Things will happen. But Ben's going to throw the ball to Deontay, Claypool, and, and Juju. And Ben, then, then you still have Najee. So this, this offense on paper looks really good. This depends how they're going to transform that into the, the real-life setting. But you like, even look at, like, Canada, right? <clears throat> you look at the Matt, like, and by that, I mean, Matt Canada, not the country. But, like, you've got Chase Claypool at 6'4". You've got Eric Ebron at 6'4". Pat Freemuth at 6'5". You line all them up with Deontay Johnson. You, like... 
they're going to have to absolutely put it like play a you know dime, like some sort of dime sort of package to sort of stay on these guys to put all these defensive backs out there. And you just get Deontay Johnson through on like a jet sweep and, and trick them that way because you're not going to know if they're going to block or you just lob it up in the air and good luck to you. Like, or, or even even Ray Ray too. Ray Ray will be used more this year. Um, I don't know where the fullback comes in this or whether they use they Samuels, they use Misdirection, they use Najee. Najee's going to push his offense forward too. And other players, if you don't get expired, uh, expired, inspired about <laughs> Najee running, yeah, they better not get expired with this this running game. If Najee's uh, not inspiring other players, to, if he's running the rock uh, really hard, those other guys are competing for a job and reps. So we, I really want to see it turn around. Um, I don't want to talk the draft here, but I want to see you know uh, Snell, um, McFarland, those guys turn up too, because this offense can be really dangerous. Like like but, we said but- last year. But they're going to have to as well. Like, they're going to have to turn up. Like, Dave Schofield in the last couple of weeks had a really good one on the running backs um, on the Stat Geek show, so you can go back to that. I think you and uh, Jeffrey Benedict were talking about it, um, not last week, but one of the weeks before. Um, or you might have been talking about it with with, with Tony. But, um, I like, you know, that sort of perspective, if there's 17 games with running backs, we can't expect Najee Harris to do it all. It's not necessarily be running back by committee, but we can't expect Najee Harris to do it all. We've got, we need Benny Snell to step up on some of those, you know, sort of tougher run plays. We need McFarland out there doing a little bit as well. You can't just throw it onto his shoulders and expect us to come up with 1,200 yards from him plus. That's not the way we're going to fix this rushing offense. So, yeah. But what about the ladder picks? I mean, there's a lot of chat <laughs> a lot of chat at the moment in the live chat around Presley Harvin the third, the yeah. the punter. He's gonna probably punt your mate Jordan <clears throat> Berry off the off the Steelers. Like, let's just address it straight into it. What do you think about Presley Harvin the third? Apart from the fact the guy is a nugget of a bloke. See you, Barry. <laughs> Barry's well, been yeah. picked. He's gone. I, the only the only reason I like Barry is because he you know he's an Australian. He had a good. He's been there five years. Like I said, I wish I was there for five years, running around town, running the muck in Pittsburgh. Um, I would like to see a fresh uh, face in punt with punter. And I saw uh, Presley's uh, Harvin's interview the other day on on, on the Steelers He's a big bloke. He, just give that guy a chance. He's got he's got a lot of weight. Wait, he's bigger him. than Pat Freemuth. He weighs more than Pat Freemuth. Yeah, but have you seen his shoulders? They're yeah. they're at here. They're huge. They're, they're, look, give give him a run. I think you still need. If we're getting younger at, at certain positions, we probably should get younger at the punter as well. They brought him in for a reason. He he probably will beat out Barry. Barry, come back home, mate. You you had a great run. We 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 appreciate your time. You did really well. Um, but look, let's move on. And I think uh, I think uh, Harvin would do a good job. And you know we don't want to. I don't want to see him as the gimmick guy. We just want to see him as a punter. Um, but I, I well, think he will do tremendous things. Well, I had a question for you. You just said give him a run over or under. <laughs> they do a fake punt play and run him through the line. Over or under one time, one time during the regular season. I reckon a designed fake punt. I think zero. That's I what I mean. Use, I don't think they'll use him that way. You can't. You can't use him that way. You can't do it. We're not. We're not the San Fran Forty uh, Nine is bringing in Hayne to sell jerseys. We we want a new punter. We we don't want that gimmick at our punter. You can't do it that way. Surely not. Or yeah, I don't know. Unless unless they. They have it in their package, and there are certain times when Haywood Bay threw the pass someone, and there's an open open chance to do Mate, it. Just, but you can't do it just to do it. No, 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 hundred percent. So I'm going but, zero for for that one. But look, he's got legs. Like he, and he's he's a big. I'm boy. going one. 
I'm going one. Yo. He's 260, mate, he's 260 pounds. <laughs> I'm going one. Money yeah, where our mouth is, right? Money I, where I just want to see is. him on the football field because he's a big unit. He, he said he played um, uh, linebacker or, or defensive line as well in the college, but he just said he, he fell into the role of uh, punter and he can kick the ball pretty far. And if he can do that job really well, and he was a good holder, I can see him uh, beating out Barry. And the only thing I find that Barry might be there because he has he has a good uh, um, you know good combination with uh, Boswell. So in the, yeah, the holder, and- so that might be. You might stay for that reason. And Dan McCullough's transferred the photo over the photos over when he left. Yeah. Or they just really like his accent. Like they like the Australian accent and they just think he's or you know, or maybe they feel sorry for the guy that he can't get home. I'm not too sure. Mate, they <laughs> should bring you in. The head of hey? Mark Davison, head of fan I, engagement, Pittsburgh Steelers. I can kick. You want me to kick or I can or kick. Bring... You know what? We should do a kickoff when we catch up when we're allowed yeah. to. We're back in bloody more COVID restrictions. We'll like... all I'd say is if I was the, the fan engagement, if I was like you know doing the coming to the stadium, just how's it going? What's going on? That's all I'd say, and people would be laughing. It'd be great. <laughs> but I want to bring up black and gold <laughs> goggles. Let's get a bit more serious. A little bit, bit serious. Oh, yeah. He has accounted for a leg, and will flip the field with us with our defense, and that makes a big difference. One hundred percent. You look mm-hmm. at twenty nineteen, right? And you look at how we got to eight and eight with Mason Rudolph and Dark Hodges with a good defense. We couldn't punt for anything in the world. Like I almost swore then because it was terrible. Absolutely terrible. You bring Presley Harvin in with that leg, fool me. Like, if, if yeah, if he's got a chance to be to be the new guy and he's younger the position, I say if he beats out Barry, which won't be too hard because Barry was a, a standard punter. Then you've got to go with him. And then you might know more than me with like contracts and stuff like that to do with um, with rookies and and, and things of he's that better. nature, he's better for that. He's but better. You've got, for to, you've got to bring him in, and you've got yeah. to give that guy a chance. And and this, that's that's the thing. When I think it will it will it will sell jerseys, it will, it will help the fan base, and just overall, if he's a better player, you've got to create competition, like Tomlin says all the time. And we got a Facebook Facebook chat here from Jeffrey Eduard. Hopefully, I've Eduard. Hopefully, I've pronounced that right. Steelers defense still trash. Okay, buddy. Right. One man's trash, another man's treasure. Did you, <laughs> you know that? <laughs> right, buddy. Uh, but getting on some of the other picks, was there another favorite pick for you? We don't have to go through all of them. Or was there another favorite pick that yeah, you like? Yeah, there, there kind of is. I, I, I think you put me onto that guy, uh, Roche, a little bit. I yeah, watched a bit of his, bit of his tape, and him from the edge looks really like 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 behind Alex Highsmith. He looks like a like a good player. Um, even even the to a certain extent, uh, Buddy Johnson, he might fill in the role for special teams. Yeah. And then next next two or three years, he might turn into a, into a middle linebacker too. So those two guys, I, I kind of think, yeah, they've done they've done pretty good. But Roche might uh, contribute to the edge behind Alex Highsmith, maybe maybe quicker than we think, because there's not much depth there. What do you, what do you reckon about those picks, or who's your favorite guy? Yeah, I think that's interesting, and it goes back to this whole. I still think I have to bring someone in, though. I can't see him going into the season like with what they've got right now, and I think it's interesting to see who gets cut off different rosters. So we're all sitting there going, "Who are the veteran free agent steals can bring in?" But what about other guys that they liked in the draft that haven't necessarily worked or were undrafted free agents that haven't worked on the teams that signed them? What if there's guys they liked in previous years that get released? Like, but there's going to be more people I think they bring in there. But I think you're right, and. The bit that I love about it is it doesn't. It means that we don't have to rely on Highsmith and Watt doing ninety percent of the snaps for both of them seventeen games. 
You know, like we need to be able to rotate some players. We need to be able to bring different players in. You know, I like the idea of Roche being a, being brought into that mix. As you said, it's going to happen pretty early on. I think that um, Michael Beckin, Jeffrey Bennett were saying something like 30 or 40 snaps. He's going to need to take a game based on the depth right now, right now. Um, but if, equally for Highsmith, it means that Highsmith doesn't have to do everything. And I just go back. Obviously, I love the pick previewed him in war room before it happened. I know I got my chance to say something when we had the round table discussions after the pick came in. But the thing I love about Roche is that unlike a lot of guys that gets a lot of sacks in college, they do it off speed. He did moves. And when you watch him with these moves that he did, that will translate to the NFL. And that's what I absolutely love about having him, having him as in this Pittsburgh Steelers. And mate, I still reckon he's going to be one of the steals of this draft. You know, he only needs like two sacks this year and he'll become one of those like up there on those defensive rookie ratings really quickly. So it puts the pressure on Alex Highsmith. And oh, yeah, is is he is Alex Highsmith going to be the number one guy there? And then it's number two, Roche. And then, like you said, bring in a veteran. Like, I think if I was Alex Highsmith, I would want some help behind me. You can't do it all. TJ can't do it all, too. So maybe we are pretty thin on that side. But it's like what they did when they when they brought in Loudermilk. I know when we saw that pick, Jeffrey Benedict and Michael Beck and I were sort of sitting on the on the channel waiting to go live with a few picks. And there are a few different sort of people that when the, the way they were picked and the sort of feedback was the Steelers must be going to do more 4-3, right? More 4-3 defense. Now, if you think about Highsmith, you think about the, the size of Highsmith and what? And Highsmith's got to get bigger, a little bit bigger as well. But you think about TJ in, in that mix, and you think about Quincy Roche, they're going to be able to scheme up some 4-3 rush packages that, oh, my gosh. I mean, you think about that line, you know, there with, with, with two at Haywood, what Roche, you can you can move Highsmith around as well. We know that Highsmith's, Highsmith's got a bit of pass coverage. TJ can get it, you know, can grab an interception, you know, at times as well, depending the way they, they put him out. Like, I'm really interested in the versatility that this brings to the line. Yeah, hundred percent. Sorry, I just got caught. I just got caught looking at your live chat. Uh, it was um, this. <laughs> my mate Brian Aaron, Anthony Davis. <laughs> yeah, I did. I got a little bit lost there. But my mate Aaron Butler is talking about the Ravens. He comes into our show all the time. He's look, uh, Aaron. When you come in here, just always make sure you like the show and share. That's what we appreciate. I know you talk about the Ravens being uh, one of the best teams, and you're going to win this, you're going to win that, and purples. You know, purples and new black and gold. It's not. But just please make sure you like the show. And, yeah, keep talking about the Ravens, but they're going to do nothing, nothing this coming season. Nothing. Continue. I was just doing two (laughs) Ravens, six Steelers. All you need to say. Uh, All you need to say. Uh, Love it. There you go. Rhino Tool says it's Super Bowls and the measuring stick for success. And the Pittsburgh Steelers have the Super Bowls. So... Tough luck. Is there anything, is there anything, anyone that you liked in the draft that I know that you and I had sort of done a bit of chat about? I know you're not a massive draft guy. Was there anything surprising about the draft or that you loved during the draft as a fan that you thought they did well? Anything you thought they did terribly? I mean, I loved when Run DMC announced the pick. That was awesome. The little rap that he did there. That was, that was awesome. But I, I don't know. We didn't get to catch up after it. So like, cause usually we'd go live on day. Th- what was day three is usually when we do touchdown under. No, I think just the overall, the whole thing, but it kind of goes over my head a little bit because there, because I'm not a college guy and there's so many colleges to watch. 
Um, but just enjoying everything of it. Like look, the 24th pick we had, and it was who's it going to be? And I went uh, uh, live on my Facebook page just, just talking about it. And it was just, yeah, there were guys like Jock there. There were other guys, uh, O-line guys that were there too. And, we, and then they've obviously got the, the perfect pick at Najee. And they're like, oh, you can't take a running back too soon. However, you can't take a running back at 70 or 100. That's going to be Najee. So, um, no, I enjoyed the whole experience. I'm just kind of kind of glad that, you know, we, we can we can do the draft and now heading into rookie camps, mini camps, training camps, all those things. Uh, and I, I watch a little bit here and there, maybe to yourself as well, but we're pretty far away. So we don't get like the – if we turn on the news in the background on TV, um, on a normal TV, we have like Steeler coverage where a lot of guys in Pittsburgh or other NFL cities always have coverage about the NFL. So we've, you and I have got to go and search for it. And we, we use behind the store curtain and, and, and guys like that anyway. And we have people who write awesome articles. Um, and we miss a lot of news. Like I didn't even know it was a rookie camp today that they had finished um, until, I, until I woke up this morning. And there was, I think it was yesterday, they were doing reps in, in, in Canada system. And, you know, I watched a bit of the, the rookies do their um, press conferences and get all their new numbers. So, look, it's all part of it. And we can't put like those rookies we we signed. It was it eight eight rookies we signed or nine? Yeah, like they're not the Super Bowl team, but they're going to be part of it, and that's what I like about it. Like uh, there's rookies in this draft now that are that are instant Super Bowl. Like they're just part of a Super Bowl team. Depends who's going to win, but we can't put everything on Najee. Can't put everything on Fryermuth. Can't put everything on Green to be light pouncy. Just can't do that. We've got to wait until they they sit in their role and just see how they develop and play. That's why we want. Watch this team. Well, and and that's it. Like, and oh, I tell you what, the photo I liked out of rookie minicamp. Did you see the size of Dan Moore, number sixty-five, no. defensive tackle, mate? That guy standing next to all the other guys. He's huge, <laughs> absolutely huge. Can't well, wait a, to see. Fun, that's the fun part of it too, isn't it? Like when you you know you get seeing them out there having a bit of fun working, and that's look. Imagine being imagine being in their shoes if you were as talented and then and had the hard yakka to go and do it. They're getting drafted to. A, a crazy team like this is this well, is a, it. a you massive say, you milestone but that's exactly the point mark like you hit the nail on the head you think about you're sitting there right as a draft pick right and now in the on she gets past the fourth round the money's really like it doesn't really like we're talking a couple hundred grand which yes is a lot of money to all of us but like when you come into an nfl player like it, it, you can if you prove yourself, you'll make that back at the back, you know, toward the middle and back into your career. But you sit there. Would you rather be drafted in the fourth round? Now, I used to be able to say the Cleveland Browns, but you would have to be drafted in the fourth round by the New York Jets or the sixth round by the Pittsburgh Steelers, the start of the six. If you're Quincy Roche, I know who I'd rather uh, go to. Yeah, it's the Pittsburgh Steelers just because they're like the even the living arrangement in the the Steelers and Pittsburgh is I would probably find a lot better than maybe New York, um, even with or without COVID. New York's a crazy place, right? And a lot of pressure, uh, and they haven't won in so many years. The New York Jets, right? So it just depends. It depends if people have like family certain ways, but it's like it's it's a big difference too. When you know if you and I go for a university degree, my 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 college or university was uh, twenty minutes down the road. And I'd go back and forth on my lunch break. However, in America, you yeah. guys have colleges and they, they might live uh, in LA and travel all the way to, to Kansas to go to university for some reason. So it's a big, it's a big thing. It's a big thing for these players to, to, to get drafted by certain teams if they're going to Cincinnati, which would you know, be awful. But for them, it would be a great experience. <laughs> um, or they're going to, to, to Detroit and the history there. So 
it's a huge thing, and they and they they they're one small part of of the team to try and get a Super Bowl, but also they 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 they've got a job. Like that's like it'd be amazing. Like if you're a football guy and your whole life um, playing football, next minute you're a part of the the Cowboys or the Steelers, and and every day you get to go to work and look, you got they got to do play hard. They got to play hard and they got to go to the gym and do crazy things. But it'd be so much fun. Wouldn't it? Just to get your get your number and get your the name on your back. Like it'd be so well, cool. This is our question. Do you think that the numbers are gonna stay what they are right now? Right now. Like I, I'm very keen on a Freemuth eighty eight jersey. Very keen on that. 80, 88 is like a strong looks like a strong number, right? And he's a big fella too. So I like um, I, know, the, I like the Quincy Roche number too. So um What was he? 40, 48. Yeah. And yeah, I think they, he can bring some. I can bring, can bring some love to that number that Bud Dupree had. Like I think he can continue a tradition that's been, you know, that's been put to that number. Did Did the Steelers do that on on purpose? Give these numbers out to like even fifty one went. But I guess how many numbers are really left? But there's also all the guys that they've signed as like practice squad and all the different agent. Like all you know, they've got ninety guys in the squad. So the, you look at most of those numbers; they're all numbers that were available because people left. Right, like ninety two yeah. was a Denny A, fifty three was Pouncy. I think eighty eight was sitting there because Van- after Vanette left, I don't think anyone had it. And when's, then when's the moment you can change though? Is is it before? The I season? think they can change once after the priest. I think there's a week the full after the last once the final roster cuts happen, then they're allowed to move their numbers. Right, so that, that might change then because yeah. there are a lot. Of, yeah, there's not ninety two was loud. I don't enough. think Najee will change though. Najee, oh, I always say Najee, but Najee yeah. will keep his number. Yeah, and he's 22 and you know, it looks like a speedy number. Yeah. Man, uh, I like that, that number on 22 with him. Like, if we drafted Trey Sermon, I was like 22. Like, I like the 22 number. Well, what, what about our last number? I think it was uh, Presley Harvin had number six. Is that correct? Yes. That, 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 I, I thought he was going to go higher than that. I don't, didn't know it was going to be in. That was the, the Ducks number, wasn't it? For the, the that QB. was Ducks number. That was yeah. Duck's number, big time. But the other thing that like, I think is really interesting that I want to take before we get into slinging the slang and, and finish up part one of the show, can't believe we're, we're already there, is um, the fact that, that I, you know, I picked up in one of Freemuth's interviews that he said that his, lo- his locker is next to Big Ben's and Big Ben's been really vocal with all of the, the, the rookies. I really like that because we've heard a lot of history where Ben's, you know, sort of done his own thing. And I don't want to use the word aloof, but, you know, sort of, Ridden his own race, Rubens come in, do whatever. I like I think that we're getting a very mature Ben Roethlisberger. You know, we talked about that where, you know, there was less calling out of players and more organizing and having wide receivers over to his house. And then he went through the surgery and he brought more people in. I'm really excited to hear that Ben's, you know, playing this mentoring role to different guys and trying to build that chemistry. I mean, if you think about it, if you're big Ben, right? And, you know, we saw what he did with Vance at times. We saw more what he did with Jesse James. We know what he was able to do with Heath. you got to be sitting there when the Steelers pick Pat Freemuth. They pick Najee Harris that Najee Harris that you can throw the ball to like you did Lav Bell. If they then pick Freemuth, you got two weapons in the first two picks of the draft. But it's another thing, I think, for Ben to actually be really supportive of them in a very vocal and very, I'm not saying it wasn't before, but in a very present way, like a very obvious open way. Well, Matty, maybe he realizes that Fryermuth is going to be a good matchup against the defense because we know that Juju, Deontay, Claypool are all taking some of their best defensive um, cover guys. And who do you have left to, to cover the tight end? Maybe, maybe, maybe that's why. Maybe that if if and even Ebron, if he gets covered by, um, you know, a defensive guy, 
then who's left? If he's our fourth best best option on, on receiving tight end, then who's their fourth best defensive guy? Do you know where I'm going with this? Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. How are you gonna How are you gonna line up? I mean, you think about it exactly. like you got as I said before, you, you stick Claypool, Ebron, Freemuth. You got Juju in there as well. Whack in Najee, like oh Najee, oh, man, I'm gonna always say Najee. Yeah, <laughs> but Najee, nah, but you rack that nah, in. Please. Who are you gonna cover? Yeah, cover. exactly. And if if Fryermuth is a, a number one round talent or, or just near there, then that that number one guy who's playing the fourth spot role is going against a, a fourth or fifth guy. So yeah, this whole offense. Mate, is I would really love to now. see. I would love to see Pat Fryermuth on a fourth or fifth stringer. Good luck. Yeah, it's 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 just open now, and if he can really stretch the field too, and and do some things that the Titans can do, and um. I don't know. It, it, I can't wait for preseason to to happen because you, then you'll know how this team's going to really start start to move this ball around too. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. But it's been a while since we did slinging the slang. You've been holding down the fort, slinging the slang with a bunch of honorary Aussies. <laughs> Let's bring it back this week. The Steelers yeah. are starting to sling the rock. As you know, the boys are back in town, starting with the mini camps. Mark, what do you got for the listeners this week? Uh, I've been I've been thinking all week and, and all this morning, so I couldn't really think of one. So I just wanted to go something really, really easy because uh, we are starting to run out. Well, I, I used a lot uh, on on each show with uh, Jeff and uh, Tony. I used five and some really weird ones, but this week <laughs> I've just got yeah, some would like dead horse and uh, cactus and stuff like that. Uh, this week I've just got good as gold, and I, like I've I've known and, and you've probably used this. Um, you know, when we say how's how's everything going, you know, good as gold, but sometimes even when someone asks you how's it going, and you say good as gold, and you you probably, you know, up up ship uh, creek. So, yeah, good as gold's my one this this week. Good as gold, I love it. I love it. Absolutely love it. Uh, me this week, oh, sort of. I had a really good one when I was on leave, and then I like you know I was having vacation, and then I I completely forgot about. it, To be honest, I just said I went. I don't know, but I thought about have we? I don't, we might have said this one in the early ones. But I thought about, and I'm having it in a glass, which is a bit weird. It's not really a cup. But I was thinking about the word cuppa. You know how we say cuppa if you want to have a cup of tea? And I just thought, like, it's what I had drank during the draft at all those early hours and to get the voice moving when I was waking up at 3 a.m. or whatever. And I just thought cuppa. And I was like, not many people know that one. So it's like you say to your your family or even someone at work in the afternoon, you might go, hey, you want a cuppa? And you have a cuppa, you know, a cup of tea and a biscuit, a biscuit, you know, or a bicky as we like to call them. So, no, just nothing more Aussie than that. Just remember, Maddie, we don't use – we only use 25 letters in the alphabet. We don't use R. It's same with, <laughs> same with uh, when we're heading into winter. It's uh, – we don't say winter. It's winner. It's it's W-I-N-T-A, winner. It's, it's not – we yeah, so we don't use R at all. <laughs> oh, Classic. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put it in uh, the chat. Pardon? It's in the chat for everyone to, to see. Winter. There we go. Winter. <laughs> Winter night. <laughs> uh classic. Well, look, that wraps up part one of this week's Steelers Touch Down Under. Join us for part two. We're going to talk to schedule in a bit of a different way. We're going to introduce a new thing coming into the season that Mark and I have been brainstorming and cooking up over the last couple of days, which we're pretty excited about. Um, it's something that everyone can participate in, whether you listen to us live on the YouTube each week or you listen to us on the audio side. We'll take Q&A as well. But yeah, join us for part two. We'll be back in a couple of seconds. <laughs> 